Hello and welcome to the Ladies Best Life podcast. I am super hyped to have you here with me today. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that I have worked on over the last two years. And I kind of had forgotten about this until recently, until I was speaking to one of our coaching club girls about the matter. Now, what we're talking about today is relationship with food. So that is basically what you think about food, how controlling you are around food and like how food shows up in your life. And what I've heard and what I've seen and what I've actually gone through myself is that food is obviously incredible. So it's ways for us to bring each other together. It's ways for us to connect with each other. It's obviously um, life-giving, you know, without food, we'll be pretty fucked. And what I'm seeing happening, and I think it's more down to societal expectations and also diet culture and all of those different things, is people's relationship with food is maybe not where they want it to be. And there's a really good um, quote that I heard probably like three or four years ago now. And it is that your relationship with food says more about your relationship with yourself than it does your relationship with food. And I pondered on that for quite a while. So what is it that makes food adapt and maybe question the relationship I have with myself? And if you think about it, a lot of us will use food as comfort. We'll maybe eat when we're bored. We might potentially stress eat. We could potentially bury our emotions and not be able to really bring them to the surface and we'll eat instead, okay? And that is why I believe relationship with food is potentially hindered these days because we're not taught by society how to deal with our emotions. We're not taught um, it's okay to speak up. And yeah, of course, that is getting a lot more common now. People are starting to talk more. People are starting to open up more. But still in widespread society, it's not the done thing. Whereas going out on a Friday night and drowning yourself in a bottle of wine, um, emotionally eating chocolate in the evenings because you're bored or you're seeking comfort, or maybe you're tired, but you're not taking yourself to bed. These are really common. And they're not kind of questioned until you remove yourself from the current kind of environment that you're in and you put yourself in a different environment so let's have a look at my journey then so in March 2021 I think it was I did a photo shoot and I basically spent about I think it was around eight weeks where I dropped my body fat significantly I was doing strength training I had a coach as well taking me through it and I was actually going through the time of breaking up with James too and it was actually 2022. It was last year. I've just realized. Um, and what, what, like, I'll take you through the process because I didn't really feel that my relationship with food was bad as I was going through it. I obviously was on quite low calories. So we, over the eight to 10 weeks, I think it was, we developed to 1200 calories only. And I was just making my food fit with, within those calories. I was eating very nutritiously, but it was very bland and there wasn't much diversity in my food. Um, but basically, I got my weight down to about 61 kilograms, which for me is about three kilograms lighter than my average. OK, and that's quite a lot. There's quite a lot to maintain. Luckily, I didn't go through any amenorrhea. So that basically means when your period stops, that all stayed relatively healthy. Um, after the photo shoot, I was adamant fucking adamant that I was going to be staying on that 
weight. I was not going to be increasing it. I felt really good. But actually, the following weeks were really interesting. So I remember just feeling knackered after it because obviously like you've it's a lot of excitement. It's a lot of nerves. Obviously, calories are lower, training hard on the day of the shoot. You basically starve yourself all day. You don't eat anything. So I remember just feeling like on the back foot for quite a few days after it. And from there, I remember thinking, right, I want to keep this weight. So how am I going to do it? And I was like, it's fine. I'll just stick to 1200 calories. I'm just going to stick to this. And as the weeks went by, I noticed that I was really preoccupied with food. I could, all I could think about a lot of the time was food. I couldn't think, I can't obviously think about work and stuff, but it just consumed my mind. You know, what am I going to have for lunch? What am I going to have for breakfast? What am I going to have for dinner? Uh, Like at the time I was with James, oh, James wants to have food this weekend. How am I going to fit that in? And I have regular sessions with a therapist, still do to this day. And I think it is a key part in me keeping myself in a really well position. And I would never stop because I think as humans, as we're growing, we are always going to be facing new uh, puzzles potentially and new opportunities to grow. And with having Kieran in my corner, it really helps me to stay grounded, to hold the mirror up to me, to see things that maybe I can't see myself. And also to explore ways that I can maybe break down old beliefs and also potentially learn ways to, I don't know, just become my best, you know? So I had a session with Kieran and I told him, you know, I was really stressed because I couldn't, I was struggling to get my calories into the 1200. I was tracking relentlessly on my fitness pal. I was fucking knackered. I felt really anxious. I had a constant lump in my throat and he was like, okay, right. And we went through a few questions that he asked me and he was like, Sash, these are all pink flags not red flags, but they're pink flags for eating disorder. The way that you are so consumed by food, the way that you are stressing about it, the way that you're not meeting your body where you're at, you're on that path. And I was like, shit, like I felt really scared. And I think I actually probably felt a little bit angry because I was a bit like, anger is the first emotion, right? And I think from that moment, I was a bit like, who are you to tell me that I'm going towards an eating disorder? That's never been a part of my life, thankfully. Um, But also like the secondary emotion was anger because fear was the first one. Fear that shit, I think he's right. So what we did, because I basically, yes, okay, initially I felt a bit angry. Yes, okay, I probably snapped at him. But as we worked through it together as a team, and that's the power of having a coach in your corner, it's never you're being told what to do. You work through things together. And as we did that, I was like, he's right. And I was like, probably about 10 minutes after he said the initial piece of like, this is not good. we got pink flags. I was like, right, Kieran, I'm on. I'm in. How do we fucking get away from this? And he was like, pull yourself off tracking. And we're going to go down the, the kind of road of giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. So that's what we did. Literally there and then I removed my fitness pal. I then went and took myself for a walk, walked straight to the quarry. It's a really nice day, probably like, April, May last year. And I bought myself an ice cream and it was a Tuesday. I've never done that. I had rules that you could only have like nice, tasty food like that at the weekend. So yeah, it was, that was like the beginning for me. And then what I started to do, which I had actually looked into before anyway, but it's look at people like Amelia Thompson and other people who specialize in this, because I don't specialize in this and neither would I claim to. 
And Amelia has um, seven steps or there are seven steps, if you like, to repairing your relationship with food. So I'm not going to go into those direct steps today, but I'm just going to take you through kind of my journey and what worked for me. So I initially gave myself with Kieran's help and Amelia's, although she probably doesn't know it, unconditional permission to eat. Whatever fucking day it is, I will allow myself to eat the thing. Whatever day it is, I will allow myself to go out for food with a friend. I'll allow myself to have um, an ice cream on a Tuesday, whatever it could be. I'm going to give myself that unconditional permission to eat. Now, if you think about it, when you go through a dieting phase and quite an aggressive dieting phase, your body is always trying to claw you back to homeostasis. So back to balance. It wants to survive. So hunger cues can be elevated when you initially allow that extra load of food to come in it's like holy fuck yes let's go for it give me all the food I can and you are literally like a kid in a sweet shop in the beginning phase and this phase scares people because they think if I carry on like this I'm gonna get huge I'm gonna put on all the weight that I lost you have to override those fears you have to understand and fully trust that the novelty will soon wear off And for me, it probably wore off within about 10 days. And I was like, oh my God, pass me a vegetable. I'm done with all this, you know, food that I've kind of restricted myself and not allowed myself to have for months. I'm now past it. it. I want to give myself what I feel. I am really craving from the inside. Now that I've kind of given my brain what it thought it wanted, I'm now good to go with the inside. And this is, so like I said earlier, this is called unconditional permission to eat. This is a really challenging phase, but actually it's an exciting one because once you pass that, the novelty wears off and you're like, hmm, what actually feels good for me? You remove the food rules. You know, I am working with a incredible client at the minute. She's been with us for quite some time, had incredible um, fat loss results. And she, we are now about almost a year into her maintaining her weight loss goal. Okay, so she's almost maintained it for a year. We are now addressing some of the rules that were still governing her food life. So, for example, she couldn't eat cake on a Tuesday or any weekday for that matter. She would still, inverted commas, be good in the week and then kind of relax, not binge at the weekends, but relax at the weekends. So now we can address all of those really subtle little rules that maybe she doesn't hear day to day, but they're kind of like her standards if you like but what we want to do to give people complete freedom of food is remove those rules so that's what we've been doing and it'll be good for you to have a little bit of a explore into your food rules what do you tell yourself you know no carbs in the evening um carbs are bad altogether um couldn't possibly have a glass of wine on a tuesday night couldn't have pizza on a wednesday you know um whatever Like, think about it, because we will have picked these up along the way in our life. But as an adult now who's in the driving seat, we get to choose what rules we want. And ideally, you don't really want many. You kind of want standards that are beneficial to you now and your future self and your health. But we don't need rules, right? If you tried to give me a rule, I'd tell you to get fucked and I'll go the other way. So I would never give you rules. I would never tell you to do a certain thing. What you do from this point, so once you've kind of um, given yourself unconditional permission to eat, once you have um, removed the food rules, which both of those things take time, guys, right? But the next thing is you start to tune into your body and what feels good. What food really gives your internal, your organs, right? 
a hug. And that's what happened to me. So like I said, like after a certain amount of time, I no longer just wanted the shit food. I really wanted the food that made me feel good. And because you know that you can have your pizza, your ice cream, your brownies, you're like, yeah, okay, I know I can have that. But actually, I want to feel good right now. So you you by default start to kind of navigate towards the thing that's better for you anyway, which is incredible because that's what we all want to do, right? We all want to feel good. So by doing it this way, you've removed all the stuff that's the surface level need to get it out the way. And then you can go into what feels good internally. What I then think is a good idea is understanding why you eat. Because if we all just ate when we were hungry, obesity wouldn't be an epidemic, would it? For me, my worst emotions that I eat is tired. And I know tiredness is, is more kind of like a feeling, but it does create emotion. So I do, I think that um that feeling of oh my god I'm absolutely fucked is my emotion that is when I'm worse and I know for quite a lot of the coaching club girls it's the same so if we think about that just think about the the fact that I was tired right if I just eat food I'm not actually helping the fatigue and sure I will get a short kind of dose of energy from food And, you know, if I eat the inverted commas right food, the foods that's going to give my organs and my internals a hug, I may have better energy. But what about addressing the things that are behind that? And this is what most people don't do. They just try and put a plaster over a wound that needs a stitch. So what I've done since then is I've actually got really in tune with why am I tired? Okay, I'm giving a bit too much out at the minute. I'm helping lots of people for free. I do a lot of content every single week, podcasts, seven posts a week two reels a week, like all these different things. And then I've got also 50 women inside the coaching club who I guide, lead and inspire to be their best. I also have friends, family, you know, at home, my commitments were much more because I had Rodney to look after. He's now gone to my wonderful friend, Holly, and he's super happy. Uh, I had a house to run as well, whereas luckily over here, we've got a cleaner that comes in. It's just a done thing out here. And obviously if you've got a cleaner at home, fucking kudos to you because I really celebrate celebrate people who don't just follow the norms and if they want a cleaner they get a cleaner absolutely yes so when I started to address why I was tired and I mean address it as in like literally go to bed earlier have a caffeine cut off time manage the amount of hours that you put out each week and make sure we're putting at least some back in have full days off when I've done that like I rarely now will emotionally eat I may sometimes when it's PMT weeks, what can happen in PMT week is magnesium can drop. When magnesium drops, we crave it from food. Where is it? Chocolate. That's why most people in PMT week will crave um, chocolate. I am definitely one of those people. And the other day I had a conversation with Carl. So what's your favorite food? Can't remember what he said, but mine was chocolate. (laughs) Of course it bloody was. Um, And that is the case throughout the month, but I will... I will be selective about when to have it now because I'm like, well, yeah, I could eat chocolate all day if I wanted, but I'm going to feel like shit and my teeth will probably hurt as well. So that's what I want you to kind of take away from today is what else are you eating for? First of all, is it stress and overwhelm from work and from running around after the kids? Is it you're constantly in a kind of a position that makes your head feel like it's going to burst because the kids are always noisy and work demands are ridiculously high? Because how can we help those things rather than just mask it by eating food, which suppresses the emotion? Just think about the movement of food, right? It comes into your mouth and down into your stomach. 
That is the same as when you're eating for emotion, you're bringing it back into your body. Emotion, when we're not expressing it, when we're not dealing with it, it doesn't do great things to your body and mind. Okay. So I want you to think about that because you can, and you may need a bit more help by maybe working with someone like Amelia on your relationship with food or a therapist or something like that. You can get to the point where you know you can eat what you want, but you actively choose healthy food because you enjoy it, because it feels good, because it makes you feel good. And you, so what we have inside the coaching club is the standards of 80, 20, 80% of the time we choose from our heart to eat wholesome, healthy food because we want it. 20% of the time, have whatever the fuck we like, whatever we like. And you can ensure there are so many hacks that you can make food that you eat, that you love healthier. So one of my favorites at the minute is pancakes. I am trying to stay away from gluten a little bit. There's nothing wrong. Well, I'm not going to go into gluten, but for me and my digestion and other things I'm trying to work on in my health at the minute, gluten just isn't the right thing for me. It doesn't make me feel that great. So Instead of having normal pancakes, I swap it for, you can have buckwheat flour or banana flour and it's gluten-free. And I feel so good when I eat those. So good. I mean, I couldn't eat more. It comes in a stack of three. I couldn't eat more than that because I'm fucking stuffed at the end of it. It comes with like chocolate sauce, caramel sauce and all these different things. So I'm not skimping here, but I then don't feel like I've bloated massively after it. I don't feel like, oh, sluggish and tired. So I'm really listening to the foods that I'm consuming what my body feels like after, and then I'm adapting if I need to. And you too can get there. You absolutely can. It's not allowing yourself to put too much pressure on yourself to just diet because that's not going to help it, right? It's allowing yourself to be able to explore through these rules and rules, bloody hell, through these processes that I went through to prepare my relationship with food. It may work for you. It may not. Um, There could be some things that you've listened to today that you think I'm going to implement that. Remember when you're listening to these things and whoever it is that you follow on socials and are your kind of inspiration, take the little bits of information, the little golden nuggets that are relevant to you right now. And instead of just listening in, can you implement one thing off the back of it? So for example, for you today, you could give yourself only conditions when you eat certain things. Can you go against that today? Can you have the Domino's two for one pizza on a Tuesday? I obviously wouldn't because it would make my guts absolutely horrendous, but um, I'm all for like a sourdough pizza or something. Can you give yourself unconditional permission to have a glass of wine on a Wednesday? Because normally you save it to the weekend. By the weekend, you're fucked. And then you just go full, like full bore into the Pinot and then you feel like shit all weekend. So what, what is any of the things I've spoken about today? What one thing? Can you take away from it and implement into your life and just see how it goes? Remember, we are just experimenting here. We don't know it. We don't know fundamental rights and wrongs in this situation because every human is different. So give it a go. Let me know how it goes, most importantly, and I will speak to you very soon. Have an incredible day.